Hey, hey, hey. Today we are talking to one of my favorite people in the whole world and one of her favorite people in the whole world, my sister Jessica and her husband Sean. So Jessica and Sean got married in a way that was so collaborative. It was so them. It was so stunning. Um, And I think even though I was in the wedding and helped set up for the wedding and was involved throughout the process, I don't think I even understood how deeply they considered each piece to integrate who they were into the wedding, but it definitely showed through, and I am so excited for you to hear about my sister's wedding. wedding podcast. I'm your host Shana and I'm here with some extra special guests today, my sister Jessica and my brother-in-law Sean. Uh, (laughs) Hello. So if you have been listening to the podcast so far, you may have heard an episode with Tani and Dan and they mentioned Jess, my sister, and they also mentioned this wedding that they envisioned at first. Their wedding turned out very different, but the wedding they envisioned was this outdoor, great food, very Oregonian, dancing, big party. And honestly, I think what they had in mind was inspired by the truly epic wedding that Jess and Sean had. So even though they ended up with something different and perfect for them, this was the wedding that was perfect for Jess and Sean. So I'm super excited for you to hear about it today. Um, Welcome to the podcast, guys. Thanks. Hi. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Going good. <laughs> ready to go down memory lane with me? Totally ready. <laughs> so the first thing I let's do this. The first thing I have everyone do is introduce each other. So, Sean, why don't you introduce Jessica first? Just tell us a little bit about her and why you wanted to marry her. Uh, this is my wife, Jessica. She is the smartest, most thoughtful person I know. She puts up with the fact that I'm an 80-year-old man in a 35-year-old man's body (laughs) and loves me despite all of my flaws uh, or because of my flaws. And uh, there's no one I would rather travel the world with and... uh, with every day than her. Okay, How that's am I going to tell that? <laughs> Jessica, tell us a little about Sean. Uh, this is my husband, Sean. He is uh, the exact exact opposite of me in many ways, but we have um, all kinds of shared interests. Uh, Sean is um, wears his heart on his sleeve. He is artistic and creative. Where I am analytic. He teaches me to move slower and appreciate everyday life. Um, And he is my perfect counterbalance. You guys, I told you they were really special. Okay. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Okay. So we're going to do a couple of really brief questions just to give people a sense of your wedding. So when did you get married? 
<laughs> I was letting him Either one. <laughs> we got married August 12th, 2017. Okay. And where was it, Sean? You can tell us. Uh, we got married on Savi Island, which is an island just north of Portland, Oregon, at the confluence of the Willamette and the Columbia River. And Jessica, how many guests were there? Uh, there were about 115. Okay. So tell us just a little bit more about the location where you got married, um, specifically on Savi Island. So it was um, a, a private property on the south side of the island. We kind of managed to befriend the property owner through a mutual acquaintance. Um, and he has a home there and then he has, he calls it a farm, but I think he's got, you know, some blueberries and a few things growing, but he's got a, a cool little barn house. And then if you walk over the levee south of his house, you're um, on the beach uh, looking at the river. Cool. He's kind of built out his backyard to host events. He has a, a charitable organization that he's part of that he does a big event there every year. So, you know, because of that, the space is, for the most part set up to do events though he doesn't host them on a regular basis outside of that so we are really fortunate to like get on his good side and be able to have our wedding there and i think that probably might become a theme of like either <laughs> befriending people who become involved or just like having friends involved so we're gonna listen out for that <laughs> um so our entire wedding was about community like, I think that's the theme of it. We wouldn't have been able to to do what we did if we didn't know the people that we know here in our city. Yeah, I think that really came through. And it actually is a perfect segue into our first big question, which is, why did you decide to have a wedding? So I always ask this question because I know that people want to get married because they love each other, they're committing to each other, but they can do that in a variety of ways. And you guys decided to throw this big party. Why? And were you on the same page about it? We were definitely on the same page about it. I think that um, we wanted a celebration of our love, but also a celebration of our community and all of the um, people along the way that have been part of our life together and that we want to continue to be part of our life together. Yeah, and we, you know, we had a lot of great oppor opportunities to do that um, because of work and the, the communities we're involved in, in, since we're both involved in food and beverage um, and hospitality that, you know, but we wanted to kind of celebrate all of our favorite things and our favorite people and bring them all together. So I feel like that that spirit of community and collaboration is like in every single inch of what you did. But tell me like a few of the people that were involved or kind of how things came together in that way. Like, tell me how community was integrated. Man, it was everything. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, you know, like, you know, we met the, the gentleman who owns the property through a mutual acquaintance. Uh, we built our hoopah with uh, my grooms, one of my groomsmen and his wife who officiated our wedding. And we got all of the beach wood, all the driftwood for our hoopah at our other friend's house out at the coast with them helping mm -hmm. us load it into a van. <laughs> um, we, the, the DJ wasn't really like a traditional wedding DJ, but he 
is um, a business owner that I work with who um, owns a couple of bars and owns a like a DJ booking company. Um, the chef is a partner in two restaurants that I work with, and Sean and I frequent his restaurants quite often. Um, let's see who else. Even the the support for like the all the service support, um, we work with a, a partner that's a catering company, so they provided staffing for that. Uh, pretty much everything. The flowers are really good friend. Kara owns a farm on Savi Island, um, which we would have loved to get married on her property, but that didn't make sense. But she, um, she grows tons of flowers in addition to growing, um, fruits and vegetables. And so we actually met with her, you know, nine, 10 months before and talked about what, what we wanted. And she planted flowers based on what we wanted and, and, um, provided them for that. And she's got a friend that she's now working with that does all the floral arranging that, really blew us away. I mean, we had this hoopah and we thought it was going to get this nice little floral corner, corner detail on it. And we walked down there and the entire thing was just like dripping in flowers and it was beautiful. <laughs> like we, we had a little, I have a background design. And so like we, we kind of branded our wedding with this little icon that we came up with. There was a pennant that said, let's go adventure in it. And a friend of mine who was a neon worker made a piece of neon with that logo on it that hung over the dance floor that's now in our dining room. You know. Yeah, it really was everyone we knew from every every <laughs> area of our lives. I feel like I have Sean's a already gonna start crying, by the way. <laughs> I mean, it was truly amazing. Um so <laughs> I might cry too. So I feel like a bunch of things came up for me with that. Like one question was just how long did it take to put it all together? Like how long were you planning the wedding? It was about a year, I think. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a little more than a year before that we stumbled upon the venue um, at this charitable event. And then I was actually working at the event and, and uh, I kind of had my eye on it already, but hadn't seen it in person. And then I called Sean and was like, hey, you need to pick me up when this is over because I need you to come see this, <laughs> this space. Yeah. And that was sort of where the seed was planted. And I think we kind of let a lot of things lie for a little bit once we had the property. And then uh, probably spent eight or nine months really locking down the rest of the details. But we, I mean, we did it all together. It was definitely like a collaborative effort on yeah. everything. Were there any points when you guys were, did you disagree on anything or was there conflict about the plans? No, no, not really. <laughs> I think that we, we had, we kind of shared um, a clear vision before we really started planning. Once we knew the space, we talked a lot about what it was going to be and how it was going to look and feel and who we wanted to be there and what, you know, all of that. And I think um, by doing that first, we kind of were already on the same page. So it made the rest of the process a lot easier. So you found the space and then you kind of started daydreaming and talking through like, Oh, could it be this? Could it be that? And kind of came to the like same page and the then picture, started yeah. talking to vendors and things to kind of bring your vision to life. Is that right? Yeah, mm -hmm. I think so. I mean, yeah. we knew, Smart. <laughs> you know, we knew the chef that we wanted to use. Yeah, there were certain things we knew way like in advance. Right, way in advance. <laughs> and we probably talked to him a year out just to make sure that he didn't double book himself for that day. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, you know, the, a lot of the other pieces kind of just fell together very naturally. You know, it was a very creative process for us. And it was like, you know, we had a hand in everything. Uh, we didn't have an event planner. We we did it all ourselves. Uh, and so it was like, 
it became a very creative outlet for us to like make a day for ourselves and celebrate all of our friends and family coming together. Yeah, I think we both get um, pretty like uh, we have a both have a pretty heavy workload a lot of the time. And it was nice to have like a project that was our shared project that we had sort of already painted the picture. And now we were just like slowly bringing all the pieces together. But we did have to dedicate quite a lot of time weekends and a lot, you know, I mean, we spent a lot of nights and weekends working on it. I think that maybe that wouldn't be for everybody. But for us, like, we both are so involved in hospitality and food and beverage that we couldn't imagine somebody else planning any of the details for us. And I'm curious how that played out with vendors. So it's, it sounds like everyone was extremely willing to collaborate because, you know, if you go to a chef who knows how to cook, do you say, I want you to cook this? Or does he say, here's my idea? Or is it all a collaboration? Same for flowers or music or anything else. Like how were those dynamics? The flowers, we didn't give a ton of direction. Actually, we met, we met with our friend who's the farmer and, and um, her colleague who was doing the flowers. And she threw out all these ideas. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. We're like Googling, <laughs> trying to know what flower she was talking about. But I showed her, we showed her a couple of pictures of things that we liked. And um, we kind of just trusted her on that one, which was a little bit of a leap of faith because we didn't actually, while we knew our friend, the farmer really well, we didn't know the girl that was doing all the arranging. And um, I think it was, it was a good thing to just kind of relinquish control of because it wasn't a thing that we had a lot of expertise on. And mm -hmm. by just giving her some images and kind of a general like feel of what we wanted and just letting her take it away from there, that actually worked out better for us. Cause I think trying to try to manage something that you're not, you don't know a lot about you end up kind of feeling like you're sinking in it a little bit and you're like trying to catch up to be able to even have the conversation. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so just in talking about kind of like feeling and colors and, you know, we said like we want it to be kind of like, uh, like the flowers to be sort of like loose and droopy and like, you know, and kind of left her with things like that and then just let her do her thing. And that worked out really well. But like with the chef, um, <laughs> I think, well, actually we, we kind of gave him an idea of what we liked and wanted. And some of it was based on things he'd done in the restaurant. And some of it was just other ideas. And then he kind of proposed, it was super casual. He proposed a menu. Um, and then we made some comments and we of course told him we needed more food than he was planning. Um, <laughs> and then he made some tweaks and then it, we didn't do a tasting or anything. We've eaten so much of his food, but it was interesting because there were things that turned out differently than the way that I pictured them. But in the end, it didn't really matter. It was all delicious. Yeah. I feel like I want to come back to the food because I know that food is important to you and me and all the great people of the world. So we should definitely talk <laughs> more about that. But uh, before we do, I just kind of wanted to reiterate the point that you made about the florals, which I think is really interesting, which is there are things you know a lot about, like food and service, and this is your industry, right? And then you're always going to have things you don't know as much about, like flowers. I always feel out of my depth with flowers or like specific technical names for photography styles. And I think that's cool that you're able to find a vendor who uh, just took your vision and then you kind of release the responsibility you trust and you let it go. And I think you're in a unique position because you do know a lot about a lot of these things. And so you probably had a pretty clear vision, but there were still some areas that you did have to just let go and trust and choose someone good and see what happened. Yeah, definitely. And there were some surprises that came out of that, but mostly they were just like, it was kind of nice to have a little piece of something here and there where you don't know exactly how it's going to look until it comes together. And you're like, oh, wow. Oh, cool. You know, and she definitely, you know, she listened and she, whatever we gave her, she took it and ran with it. Yeah, she did a great job. 
you know, I felt with some of that stuff, it's just like, you know, when you, when we hire managers for a business, like find people who are smart, who can mm -hmm. take an idea and run with it. And mm -hmm. I think those are the, we, we ultimately trusted those people in those positions and they didn't let they us down. Succeeded. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So let's see. So one other thing that popped into my head when you were talking about vendors as friends and collaboration, I was wondering if that had any impact on the guest list. If it's like there are people working for you that are friends or if friends were more just guests or kind of how that all played together, like who was there as a guest versus, I don't know, helping create the wedding. We, we decided to not ask any of our guests to do anything on the day of the wedding. You know, like one of my groomsmen is a fantastic photographer. As just is like, my sister. Just like Shane. <laughs> it's we okay. Had, you don't have to, you know, whatever. We had, we had two <laughs> photographers in our wedding and it just seemed, you know, ridiculous to ask them to take pictures as well. Uh, and, you know, there was a dozen chefs at the, <laughs> at the table. There was winemakers, you know, all these people could have come together and done something, but we ultimately decided like, let's, let's let them enjoy the day and not have to work. You know, I would say mm -hmm. we know chef Aaron well enough where we might've invited him to the wedding, but it was really important for us to have him cook and you know, he would have been the only one who yeah, I think line. so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, does that add an extra layer of pressure knowing that you're entertaining people who are like in the industry? No, I don't think so. I think that, um, most of those people are always working in these events and it was just nice for them to be able to like sit back and actually enjoy it. And, you know, their priorities are kind of all the same as ours in, in terms of like what they want in terms of food and service and wine. And so I think mm -hmm. they were really excited that, you know, we put together something that like they would have wanted to put together, you know, they were just glad to be able to like be there and enjoy it. Yeah. So, Plus we know they know how to have a good time. So we have to worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> they did. It was so good. Um, so I'm going to stick with the subject of guest list for a second and just kind of see if there's anything that came up there. I know that kind of managing family expectations and things like that can be difficult. And I also know that we are related and mom could be listening to the podcast. Hi, mom. So <laughs> if there's anything you want to say about that, feel free. If not, we'll move right I on. I actually think the guest list is one of the places where um, we, I kind of instilled the most structure and sort of <laughs> forced Sean to work within the structure, which was that we made a very exhaustive list of if we could have everybody ever that we've ever loved mm -hmm. there or cared about or talked to or wanted around. And then I'm, I made us do the very hard task of um, coding them. <laughs> so, oh God. May so, no one and, ever see that list. No, no one ever. No, it's definitely an internal document only. <laughs> but um, <laughs> A was family. B was like, closest friends absolutely cannot live without if they're not there we're not having the wedding c was like 
friends that we would really like to have there if there's space, but like if we had to make a differentiation, they're not a B, they're a C. And then D was like, that if there's room, we want these people there too. Ultimately, like none of the Ds really ended up being invited, mm-hmm. but it was, it was a weird process <laughs> and, and maybe it's not for everybody and certainly nobody ever needs to see it, but um, it did kind of, it's so hard because you're like, well, I've invited this person, so I should invite this person. And it kind of forced us to sort of group them first so mm-hmm. that we weren't comparing this individual to that individual. And what about this person? And what about that person? Instead, it was more like, okay, well, we've already basically decided that we're like inviting all the A's and B's. Where does that put us? Can we like start getting into the C's. And then also, you know, I mean, I know this isn't maybe like the most PC way to do this, but you know, if there are people that you invite that you find out aren't going to be able to come, then maybe you can invite a few more, like, you know, (laughs) and it actually did work really well. Um, Don't you think? Yeah, I thought it worked. I mean, we did have to have a whole separate list of mom's friends that we uh, couldn't really get around, but beyond that, it worked really well. A list by default, or maybe. <laughs> no, I mean they were actually the E's, but then oh. they made it in. <laughs> Didn't you know that E comes before C? Uh, yes. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Hmm. That's really interesting. I don't think I've heard anyone describe it like that quite yet, but I think it's very logical and I think that you need logic because the process can become very emotional uh so I really like that approach interesting well and I also I also used my excel spreadsheeting so they would like subtotal how many a's and b's and c's so that we could see like if it was all of them or just these groups what it looked like and it kind of helped give us a bigger picture because you know it's it's easy to say well just a few more people just a few more people but like then you end up with I don't know, a a massive budget or just like you don't even actually get to walk around and say hi and talk to everybody, which is something that we wanted. So did did you feel like that was something you were able to do? Um, I felt like I probably and you probably agree. We talked to about two thirds of the people there, but most of the people surprisingly that we didn't talk to as much were family. But that was because I think we had a lot of time to talk to them with the rehearsal dinner Mm -hmm. and um, kind of events leading up. And so that allowed us to feel less pressure to have one-on-one time with each of them, like extended family members and like some of my parents' friends, you know? (laughs) And so on that day, you could prioritize the people who hadn't been kind of coming to things all along or involved in setting up or whatever it was. Yeah, which which made it great. You know, not everyone's going to have a rehearsal dinner and a... Post-wedding brunch. Post-wedding brunch, but it really worked out for us. so that between those three events, we could make sure to give everyone who came into town to see us the time that they deserved and still be able to like talk to our friends and, you know, celebrate with everyone in different ways. And we also both said for the wedding, we were like, I want to eat, which kind of happened. And I want time to like dance. We have a great friend who's an amazing DJ and we, and he knows how to get people out on the floor and we want to be able to dance. So I didn't want to spend the entire night making the rounds and feel like I kind of missed the whole party. Mm -hmm. And you were successful in that. Yeah, I think we were. <laughs> eating kind of and dancing, yes. Dancing, definitely. <laughs> dancing, yes. Eating, maybe. Um, and so I, I, mean, I hadn't thought about the other point that you made, which is 
that a lot of your family, at least in, in my case, in your case, in many cases, is coming from out of town, but your friends live near you. So that kind of makes sense that you give this peripheral time to that family. Um, yeah, just hadn't thought about it that way. So, all right. I want to talk a little bit about the days leading up to the wedding and some of the preparation, just because I was there and it was fun. Um, <laughs> so, chaotic. Yeah, just tell me a little bit about some of the things that happened, because I think what I want to get at is you had the wedding at a location that was basically a blank slate to some extent. It was this farm and this beach and this levee, but there wasn't rentals and there weren't, you know, um, like plates and chairs and all those things there. So you had to bring in everything. Tell me a little bit more about how you did that and just what that looked like, how you made those decisions. I don't know, all of it. Uh, I mean, you know, there was an aesthetic that we were going for uh, that we were both very much agreement on. Um, you know, we rented vintage chairs, assorted vintage chairs, and these like beautiful wood farm tables that then we kind of, we lined them up end to end and snake them through the property. So that it made one really long table on this like slight curve through the back of the farm. Um, and you know, that was a vision that we had the entire time and the execution was all community again, because we didn't have an event planner. Uh, we did it all ourselves. You know, we, we oversaw renting all of the tables, chairs, flatware, serviceware, serviceware, hmm. uh, anything the kitchen needed, the toilets, the umbrellas. They were very nice toilets. The fanciest, <laughs> fanciest porta potties I've ever seen. You can't have somebody get on and put on a nice dress and then have to go in like a porta potty. It's just kill, right? Yeah. <laughs> they played music. Oh, did they? I don't remember yeah. that part. We didn't realize it in advance, but we could have actually selected our own music. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> yeah, I think um, the, the lead up, especially the week leading up, um, I mean, we were fortunate enough that we took the entire week prior off um, and we had friends and family in town, you know, by the middle, early to middle of the week. So we, I mean, you basically became our like errand <laughs> runner for every miscellaneous thing. Um, it seemed like we had everything organized, but there's always going to be 10 things that come up at the end. And there definitely were like, we realized that we hadn't gotten table numbers printed. And that was what, like a day or two days before. Yeah. And we had to, you had to quickly kind of fire those off based on the, um, based on the invitation design. And then we sent them over to FedEx Kinko's. And then Shane, I think you picked those up. Sure actually. did. Tiny, yep. tiny parking lot, big ass printer van. <laughs> yeah. We also were fortunate in that, you know, um, my work, my boss owns a pretty large sprinter van that we basically just borrowed for like a period of four or five days. Um, that allowed us to run around and get all the things we need and get them out to the venue. But um, yeah, I mean, the, the days leading up, um, there was a lot of bringing things out there in the days before uh, the rentals, we had coordinated all the ordering, but they couldn't be dropped off until like what a day or two before yeah. two days before. So we kind of had a little bit of a, a friends set up a party that happened some a couple of out of town friends some family that came out and helped us do everything from like pulling weeds on the beach to 
to getting all of those tables in place. That was sort of Sean and, and our one groomsman did that together because that's a thing they've done before for events. Um, and then even like the flowers, we had decided that we kind of just wanted to do something simple for the table arrangements. So we got the flowers from um, the same person who did the rest of the florals, but she just brought us like buckets of stems and we arranged them. So it ended up being mostly like the wedding party and friends helping to arrange those the day before and then send them back over to our to our friend's farm to, to hang out in her walk-in cooler until we brought them back the next day. So there was definitely a lot of back and forth. I will say that um, we did kind of get down to the wire and I, I didn't really have time to like fully do my hair before the rehearsal dinner or anything because we were out at the farm all day getting ready. But it was so fun to be able to do that with all of our friends. And we, you know, we ordered a bunch of food and brought it out there um, and everybody had lunch and, you know, there were beers and snacks and like, we just kind of all took on different tasks and it was really like a great way to get to have that time with our friends and family. It yeah. was, go ahead. That the setup day when we were on the farm was very memorable to me. Uh, <laughs> me I wouldn't too. have traded, traded it for anything. Yeah, you know, us working together to like carry the hoopah down to the beach and set it up, and then you know putting the table together. I I used to work many years ago for a traveling supper club where we would travel around the country and set up dinners on farms, and then we would source everything for the dinners. And these dinners would be up to like 250 people. We'd source everything from within 30 miles of the farm and try to get as much of it from the farm we were on. And so, you know, we set up tables then in a very similar style to what we did. And, you know, I had a number of the people that I used to work with at the wedding and they all came out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like reliving 2010 or 2011 for you, all those people back together doing that I kind of like stepped away and let them do that actually because it was a thing they had that had brought them all together before and it was really cool for them to be able to do it all together again and you know some of the friends that came from out of town that he had worked with I didn't know they were going to come out that day and help us set up but it was just like so natural for them and it was just like they were just reliving this you know this this year that they spent traveling on a bus doing this together so it was pretty cool and I will say it was intense watching them work because they were like in there measuring the level of every table, putting like these little slivers of shims, wood, yeah. like, yeah, these shims, <laughs> like for hours, like getting this thing perfect, <laughs> like nobody's glass was going to tip off this table on this farm. It was pretty cool. I mean, they were, they were kind of our secret weapon, you know, <laughs> they've done it so many times and they hadn't done it in most of them in a long time. You know, some like one person still works for that company. Some of those people still work in food and beverage, but like, it was like, it took them all exactly back to where they used to be. And they just like went right back into that mode and they knew exactly what to do. And it was so helpful because while I had a very massive um, spreadsheet and list and, you know, all the things that we needed to get done, they were able to just like jump in and be like, Oh, we need to do this. I can do this. You know, so and we, were, we were pretty lucky to have them in our arsenal. Yeah, it was really cool. 
I don't want to undersell that pulling weeds on the beach either. We were like pulling massive plants. There was like an axe involved and shovels, digging up roots. Like she's really making it sound easy, but it was not easy. <laughs> we didn't know it was going to be quite that hard. Maybe we would have like digging up it. small trees. Um, <laughs> but, but it looked beautiful. Uh, yeah, totally I, worth it in the end. <laughs> yeah, and I actually think like one of the things that I'm hearing and a takeaway is like this wedding is not something everyone could do like this wedding was a lot of work it took a lot of collaboration a lot of people you were able to take the time off work that was probably a trade-off and like everyone came together but like I wouldn't recommend that a lot of people do this because you had the particular skill set and experience and team and just like support and it made it all perfect and amazing but it was so like just based on you guys. Yeah, I think that maybe on a smaller scale, there's things that would work for other people um, in that same kind of vein. Just like the idea that you don't have to do this and plan this whole thing yourselves, that you can like engage the people around you and they're actually really happy to be a part of it if you let mm. them. I think people always kind of say, you know, oh, you know, if you need help with anything leading up, just give me a call or if you want help with invitations or whatever, addressing them. And like nobody ever... <laughs> takes anybody up on that because it's like oh it seems like too much of a hassle but like it was like actually pretty fun and i feel like everybody really enjoyed being able to engage in all different parts of it from building the hoopah to you know to those days right prior and some of it was hard work but like we just you know fed them and gave them drinks and they were all it was just like a fun group activity and not to say that everybody should do the whole thing but there might be on a smaller scale ways where you could do that like something like the flower arranging mm. It was so great. Like, I mean, I don't think flower arranging is my skill set at all, but I loved the way that they turned out. You know, it was like mainly like the bridal party and we just had a bunch of flowers and it was like, here's kind of what I'm thinking. And like everybody just kind of hung out and snipped flowers and put them in and like, put, and it was just like, it was super those are things that you, yeah, it didn't take actually very long, but those are things that on a smaller scale, you could engage the people around you and they'll be happy to be a part of it. And I think for some people like Tani, for example, like, I think she felt like then coming into the wedding, like she's kind of like, I got to be like, I got to help do some of this. I pulled those weeds. Like <laughs> I made this day, I helped make this day happen. And it's, it just makes it like more of a celebration for everybody. Yeah. You feel a little bit of like ownership but, and because you're having such a good time, but you also feel like pride as well as joy. Totally. Yeah, no, I love that. And I think that also, like with the flowers, you chose an extremely forgiving style. Like they were droopy, they were messy. There were a lot of greens just kind of flowing out and like that made it simple. And so I think there are probably choices you can make that even if you're doing it yourself, it's just forgiving choices. Yeah, definitely. Cool. <sighs> oh my gosh. Okay. So when planning a wedding, one does not have an infinite budget. There's always some things that are priority. So we talked about community was definitely a priority and asking for help, which I love. Um, were there things that you were like, eh, we don't really care about this or no. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of the small stuff, like favors or like, what are the, like, are there like table, like place cards, like a lot of those details that I feel like you see a lot of Pinteresty stuff that people do and it's like a lot of work mm. and then you realize that it's kind of just like almost forgotten or barely even seen. Mm. Table numbers, you know, stuff like that. I think a lot of those little details we actually just kind of let go. So because you had one very long table, how did you handle seating? Was it a free-for-all or was there structure? We 
there was we did have table numbers. Uh, That's right. You printed like them I said earlier. They were we kind of forgot about them, and they were a last minute edition <laughs> printed at Kinko's, uh, very budget friendly. Um, but we did make a a seating chart that we had laminated on a found piece of wood that uh, was at the entry to the dining area, if you will. And you know, we just trusted our guests to find their way to the table they were supposed to be at. And yeah, I don't know if it was the easiest way that way, just having all of it on one board because you had to find your name amongst like a sea of names. It wasn't alphabetical or anything. It was like table one, these eight people, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but we didn't bother with like seat arrangements. We just did tables. Um, and the nice thing about having all the tables connected, even though they were numbered was then like you could say, well, I kind of want to seat this person with these people, but it's too many people at a table. Well, we'll just put them right next to each other and then they can kind of sit on ends of their table and they end up near each other. And it sort of worked out really well mm. that way. It's funny because when you were talking about the guest list and the rating and all of that, I was thinking, God, it sounds like you must have a really intense seating chart, but you kind of <laughs> went the opposite way with the seating. You were yeah. like, now that all the great people are here, we trust them to just kind of like handle themselves and sit where they want and get along and all of that. <laughs> I will say though that the seating, the table, like figuring out the table arrangements was probably one of the most daunting tasks. Really? We basically like put them all down and then started moving them all around and then we were moving them back and then we were moving them back again. And maybe there would have been an easier, like I've seen things where it's actual like cut out names and you can physically move them. We had like four versions of an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you kind of get to a point and then you're like, wait, but I don't want there to be a table that's sort of like people who are left over. There's got to be a connection for somebody at each table to somebody. Because I've we've been to a wedding where we, where we were kind of at the table with like, it was clear that they were like, we don't really know where to put those people. We, we were <laughs> and that was actually the, once. that was the weekend before our wedding <laughs> that we were at that wedding. Oh, we've actually been to one twice. Oh, then. twice. We then. went to one in California. Oh, no, you're right, too. We've had two of those where we're kind of like an odd man out and we don't know that many people and like, we just kind of get put at a table with like some random third cousin or something, which is fine. But like, I wanted to find a way that we wanted to find a way that everybody at least had a tie to somebody at the table. Yeah. Or if not a tie, like, they, common, like interest. common interests, mm. you know, and there was people who didn't know each other, who we put at tables together, who later were like, that was awesome. I'm really glad I got to sit next to those people. It was really cool to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And so I, I got that compliment a few times, which made me feel really good about being able to like make those connections. Mm. Yeah. We tried to think about if, if they don't know anybody, then who would they have like a common interest or something to talk about? And it was funny because we put some people at a table together and one of them has, um, has like a Instagram account, sort of wine meme account. And then somebody else we put at that table actually followed his Instagram, but didn't know him. And so it was just like, they, they totally hit it off. It was hilarious. And, and the guy with the Instagram account was so thrilled that he was like, I have like real fans out there that aren't my friends and family. <laughs> really funny. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I definitely felt that way. Like I didn't really know everyone that I was sitting with, but I loved getting to know them. And I think that's a really cool, like strategy, I guess, but it takes a lot of thought. I mean, it's not just like cousins over here and, you know, parents, friends over here, maybe to some degree, but like, you're really getting into like who they are and what they like and who they're going to get along with. And wow. 
It's a lot of work. Yeah, and I also tried, we also tried to mix up a little bit, like, instead of just saying, like, well, we're going to put, you know, this aunt and uncle with their own children at the same table, you know, if they have, like, adult children, like, we put um, Sean's, one of Sean's brothers and his wife and their kid at a table with some cousins of ours who had a kid, or cousins on my side who had a kid around the same age, and kind of just, like, did that instead of saying, like, you get to sit with your parents. Like, it's like, that's where, what it is at every single one. Let's, like, mix it up a little. They were still nearby, their family, but um, we just wanted to kind of, like, for, push people to mingle a little more. Yeah. yeah I, I think like it worked that. out really well. Yeah. All right, so let's take a few minutes to talk about food and drink in whatever capacity you'd like to talk about that. <laughs> oh, man, we could talk about that for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll give it a few minutes. <laughs> I actually was thinking that you were saying, you know, when, when people came and helped us out, we just fed them and gave them drinks and it was all good. And it's like, I remember all the meals around your wedding. Like even when we were out on the farm pulling weeds, it was great sandwiches. And then like when we were getting ready in the morning, like it was fried chicken. Like I, <laughs> it was really good food all throughout the whole weekend. Well, it's the, you know, it's the heart of our community here is people in food and farming and wine and hospitality and so you know for us it's just it's it's just natural like someone's going to show up with something really great and we're really fortunate for that because we have so many friends that have their own restaurants or or wineries or whatever whatever it might be um and so that's something that's really special for us and that was kind of you know the heart of what we did for our wedding anyways but then it kind of made a bigger circle around the entire week with, you know, people just always showing up with, with food <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Well, it's funny, involved. like for getting ready, we, we wanted to have something to eat that would be like easy to snack on and delicious, but not nothing too heavy because we're all like, you know, getting in our dresses and our suits and like doing our makeup and we don't want it to be too messy and we don't want it to be too whatever. And and one of uh, my bridesmaids is a was a partner in an, uh, a food truck that did like these like kind of like rotisserie chickens, oh. um, and like these smash fried potatoes that were amazingly delicious. And and I was just gonna order it, and I mentioned it to her, and she's like, "I got it covered." Like, and she, <laughs> they just showed up with like a mass quantity of food, you know. Um, so it was awesome, awesome to be able to have things like that. And then even like the brunch. After, on the Sunday actually almost a, probably eclipsed a little bit the wedding food because <laughs> uh, uh, my partners in a restaurant did just like such an over-the-top amazing job coming up with like the best combination of everything which they like talked to us about in advance but we were just like yeah that sounds good yeah that sounds good I feel like almost letting them have a little more free reign they just like they took it and ran with it because so often if they if chefs are doing like private events it's so dictated by you know it needs to be exactly this and that and people have such clear ideas of what they want and I feel like just let these people shine at what they're good at so we just kind of like had some general ideas and gave some feedback but um, they did some things I wasn't expecting. They had a whole like, um, electrolyte post hangover bar of like <laughs> Gatorades and different and like coconut water and stuff, which is hilarious. Yes. So that is um, really funny. Oh, talk a little bit about the post wedding food. Cause there was like an after party. Oh, that oh, night. The late night. Genius. Uh, <laughs> that was, that was amazing. And that was a surprise for you. For it? me, uh, <laughs> from the chef because he knows that deep down 
I'm a little bit trashy <laughs> and I love ranch dressing. And so he got and gifted to us a ranch dressing fountain, which is a thing that does exist for everyone <laughs> listening out there. Uh, and had cold pizza and cold fried chicken, cold fried chicken. And, and so we and had a, we had a, and chips and we had a point stuff. in the night where they said that we couldn't be out on the farm anymore, that we had to go into the barn, which the barn's more of like a giant man cave <laughs> uh, with like a pool table and a, and a shuffleboard table and like a built-in bar and like, like taxidermy, like moose and deer heads <laughs> uh, on the walls. Um, but we had to go in there at one point and I walked in and there was a ranch fountain and cold pepperoni pizza, uh, <laughs> which just brought tears to my eyes. <laughs> it's not a hard thing to do, but that really did deserve it. And he's <laughs> yeah, already cried three times today. But like they bought hot pizza and let it get cold solely for the purpose of serving yeah, cold pizza. It was pizza. really supposed to be like your like trashy hangover or like if you I don't know, whatever, just like stone yeah, food, basically. Late. Mm -hmm. late night, like trashy snacks. And <laughs> it was pretty awesome. And everybody was like obsessed with the ranch fountain and taking videos and just like, <laughs> that was amazing. It has been borrowed since. Oh. Um, but yeah, Hidden Valley actually makes it. So if anybody needs one. Oh God, I thought they just repurposed like a fondue fountain. I didn't know. Oh, no, it's, own it's its own entity. thing. Oh my goodness gracious. The fondue fountain is meant to like keep warm and melt. True. And the ranch fountain has to like maintain ranch temperature. <laughs> <laughs> it's yep. somehow both delightful and disgusting at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was probably, you know, the next day, that was probably the thing that was on Instagram stories more than anything else was that ranch fountain. <laughs> <laughs> I think, is there anything else you want to talk about with food? Um, I think I would just say one other thing about food. If you're talking about like advice related to food, sure. don't feel like you have to be tied to any particular tradition. We didn't really want a cake, so we didn't have one. Um, we, we again had like a friend who had a restaurant who made a dessert that we loved. We asked him if there was any way that he could make mass quantities of that dessert. <laughs> and he actually prepped them. And then Aaron, our chef who was at the wedding, they, they actually finished them and executed them, but it was like a chocolate, um, miso tar caramel tart. And it was amazing. And it was way better than any cake we would have had. Um, and I think, you know, if you want cake, you should have cake, but there's no, it doesn't have to be, you know, anything that you have to do. Mm -hmm. And for us, we also just didn't want all of those. I mean, maybe this kind of segues into another topic, but didn't really want all of those things that dictated like a timeline for us all night, mm. cutting a cake, a first dance, throwing a bouquet, you know, garter, uh, whatever, any of those things. We just didn't want to feel like we had to be at a certain place at a certain moment. So for us, taking away all of those things just allowed us to like relax and enjoy it and actually get to dance and do things, not feel like somebody is pulling you in another direction every minute. So how, so how did you handle like some of those things? You guys did dance, right? And you did a couple of things. Was there a set we timing? Do, we didn't do a first dance. Okay. Um, we, had, we had like a run of show with timing for all of when the food was going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, when the cocktail hour was ending and when the salads would get served and when the entrees would get served. 
we didn't even really have a clear timeline for when dessert was going to get served. It was kind of, it turned out that it kind of just landed on the table and most people were up on the dance floor and some people got to it and some people, it was their loss that they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, I made time for both. An hour later <laughs> some people found it like four hours later and we're still thrilled about it. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, we we really just dictated when the food was happening and when the dj was kind of shifting from like mellow everybody's sitting at the table to like actual dance music mm. and we didn't really have we didn't have like a specific time for speeches although there were there were some toasts and things it kind of just happened naturally um we didn't really have any of the other like things that would normally dictate your time frames mm. so it's so laid back of you. <laughs> I like it. I know I spend a lot of time thinking and talking about timelines, so I like how kind of chill that is. Well, I think the thing for us is because we we are both planners, I think that, Jess, you can tell me if you agree with this or not, but I think that what we kind of built our day in a way where so much the planning was done ahead of time that it gave us the space to just enjoy the day and we set it up in a way where we didn't really feel like we were getting pulled around by a photographer or having to do x or y at a specific time and that was very purposeful because you know it's one of the few days in your life where you know it is about you and we wanted to enjoy it and enjoy the people that were there and so we kind of built it in a way that we could do that. And one thing that you did that I really loved is you got ready together at your house. Um, we all did mm -hmm. all the men, all the women, everybody. Um, and I, I just love that. Like that stands out to me. And I'm like, anyone who wants to do that, just do it. Um, was there any kind of like, did you have to come around to that? Or was that always the plan? Why did you decide to go that way? I mean, I think we talked about where would we get ready? Would we get ready at the venue? We had like rented a room to stay in nearby that night. Should we get ready there? And it just seemed like all of it was like we were trying to make it work logistically, but the place we were going to be most comfortable was just at our house and there was enough room for everybody. And another cool thing that came out of that is that like all the photos of us getting ready are in our house. And it's, it's kind of cool because it represents like what our house looked like at that point when we got married and i think 10 years from now or you know whatever point down the line we're gonna look back and be like oh my gosh remember when we had that couch and like we you know it's just like it kind of captures a moment in time for us that's not just the event but just like what our everyday life looks like it's cool also doing that guaranteed that our fur baby kitty jake <laughs> got to be in some of the wedding photos yeah. since he couldn't make it out <laughs> he looked great in those photos um i love that jess i think that's such a cool added layer of just like telling the story of the day and giving the context and i mean as a photographer i definitely appreciate like that background is telling the story of who you are right then oh i love that so much <laughs> and like there's a great like there's a great piece there's a whole like string of photos uh that we got back of the entire wedding party like hanging out in the kitchen right before we left like enjoying some champagne yeah and like since, a cheers and yeah. since like food and cooking is so important to us like our kitchen is the most important room in our house <laughs> And like, it was really cool to have those photos of everyone gathered in our own kitchen and enjoying a moment together. Yeah. Yeah. 
eating some delicious chicken and potatoes and salad. (laughs) 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 So one other thing I wanted to talk about before we wrap up is um, just the design elements. So Sean, you talked about this. You said you have a design background and you designed the logo. Um, I know you also designed the invitations and the menus and the rehearsal dinner stuff. And there was just a lot of that. And I was just curious if there was anything more to speak to that about just kind of why you decided to do that or how you came to the design you did. Uh, you know, I think again, going back to like the entire theme, like we wanted to build a day that was very like special to us. And for me, that went all the way down to like us designing all of those elements ourselves and doing it together. Like, you know, I was the one on the computer putting the pieces together, but Jess was sitting right next to me, like telling me like, oh, use that font, put that there. (laughs) Telling him what I didn't like. Yeah. (laughs) so on and so forth. And then, uh, you know, for our, our actual wedding invitations, um, we, the, the same, uh, beach house that we got the wood for the hoopah from, uh, those friends had an old, uh, letterpress from 1914 that was being stored out there. And so we went and got it and I restored it because I have a background in printmaking as well. And Jess and I hand printed the invitations ourselves, which was like (laughs) really, really special to me that we got to like share that. I think now we have this like little art piece that we made for our day that we will always have. Yeah, I think that was really cool because like the printmaking is something that's you know, Sean's background, but not something I've ever really done. And it was kind of a cool thing to be able to do together, him showing me how that worked and me being able to help with that process. Mm -hmm. And I liked the fact that our invitations, you know, we tried to do, we did a two color print. So like some of them aren't perfectly aligned. They have like a more handmade feel to them. They've, they just felt more personal than like, you know, something that like, we looked at things that were available online, but none of them just felt like a representation of us. And so it was really neat to be able to do that together. What's so interesting? It did take a lot of time, though. (laughs) And again, like, you know, it's it's all about, like, finding the things that are going to express you Mm. in your day. And, you know, our wedding was awesome. I I think that it was perfect. Uh, But not everyone has a 100-year-old letterpress that they can... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or knows how to use one <laughs> or knows how to use one or restore one uh, <laughs> but you know we we the you know the through line is that we made the day you know about the things that we love and the things that we care about and hold important yeah and i think that when i talk to people it's like there's this simultaneous thing where the details are really important and the details are not important. But I think for you guys, the details were more than details. They were like an expression of your experience and they were, you know, pieces of art that you created. Like you, like you said, now those invitations can hang in your home or something like that. Like they were, I don't know. I've just never heard it said that way. And I think that's no, I think you're right. so unique. I think too, though, the things that were the details that didn't have like a personal reflection, we just decided we weren't that worried about, you know, Mm -hmm. and those became less important. Like we only chose, I mean, we chose to focus on a lot of things, but (laughs) there are other things then that we didn't choose to focus on because it was like, I didn't, you know, 
should we have a giveaway? Sure. Everybody always has like a little party favor. What can it be? And we would like look and like nothing really felt like it was like a reflection of us. And there wasn't anything we could make or do that. So we're like, you know what? We don't have to have a party favor. Who cares? Like we're putting our energy into other things that do have that kind of connection to us. And then we're just not going to worry about the things that don't. Yeah. Although you did have a photo booth, which in a sense is kind of a giveaway because you get photos. <laughs> True. <laughs> I just love a photo booth. <laughs> Me too. Always. So good. <laughs> and the best thing about the photo booth is like in the end, you get all the photos that everybody else took. Mm -hmm. So like all the moments that other people experienced that you missed, you get to see a bunch of those. Yeah. And they so, look so awesome. silly. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. The final segment of the podcast is the advice segment unless there's anything else you guys want to share before we jump into that i don't think so no go ahead just makes me remember how good our day was <laughs> <laughs> well wait a few more years uh <laughs> i mean whatever if you want to i'm there but um so yes yeah, so the first thing is a piece of wedding planning advice and the second piece is a piece of relationship advice so let's start with wedding planning advice um jess do you want to start us off sure i think my advice would be um make sure that you talk about it and get on the same page first like i was saying earlier like knowing what you two want collectively like having that then you have sort of like this north star that's guiding you through um and I think talking about like what's most important to each of you, you know, for us, like the photographer was really important. We really wanted to have beautiful pictures of the day and we wanted it to be like, really like somebody that just, they just kind of like popped up and took photos and it didn't feel like they were like directing us all day. So that was important. But yeah, I think like aligning on your priorities first allows you to then move forward and not have to like step back and ask all those questions later. I love that. Sean, how about you? Um, you know, I agree with everything Jess said. <laughs> and I would add to that, don't just be realistic with yourself. Like, don't take on something that is going to, you know, add this, like, extra stress to your relationship or to the day or to the path to your wedding. You know, we're, we're really lucky that we have a background in event planning. So it was very natural for us to do that. But if you don't like, don't try to do that on your own, find a friend or, you know, someone who does that professionally, like the day is supposed to be about joy more than anything. And like everything leading up to it should be that way too. Like, obviously there will be you know, it's, it's planning and events. There's going to be issues that are arise, but just be realistic about what you can do and set yourself up to enjoy the entire experience. Yeah. And I think one thing we didn't talk about that maybe we should chime in and mention is we did have a day of coordinator and that kind of, you know, like Sean talked about earlier, letting us just like be able to relax and enjoy the day that took a huge amount of weight off. Um, it did require kind of a lot of getting all of our thoughts in a row and in an organized manner so that we could actually kind of communicate all the things that we were doing to her. Um, but it just allowed me and Sean too, to just kind of say like, you handle it. Like we're here and we're here to have a good time now. Like <laughs> this is our day. It's supposed to be joyous and we're not going to spend the whole day being like, wait, 
hold on, where are the dessert forks? It's like, no, we're just not going to worry about it. <laughs> Someone else can handle that problem. <laughs> yep. Let's be honest. That lady had an easy job. <laughs> we gave well her a built plan <laughs> with a very, you know very thorough run of show that you wrote. And she just had to execute Some it Some of us don't day. even know what a run of show is. <laughs> <laughs> easy, but in some ways harder because we also had such a clear vision of what it was true. that it was like when they were setting the table and I noticed like the wrong size plate out, I guess it wasn't obvious to her, even though it was obvious <laughs> to me in my mind. We were trying to get every single thing I that we had talked about onto paper for her. But yeah, um, yeah, I think exactly what you were saying, you know, it is about joy and it is about the two of you and don't like, don't let it become, you know, see it as like something that, you know, if you both want to be involved in planning it, see it as something that you can do do together and you know and find joy in together and like it's a project that you get to share yeah and i think i want to reiterate the piece of advice that you gave earlier which was accept people's offers of help because <laughs> yeah, that was sure. another great one um yeah. all right our last thing is a little bit of relationship advice if you have any just uh you know because that's what it's really all about <laughs> uh communicate 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 we talk to each other about everything maybe sometimes more than we should, but <laughs> we do. Um, uh, and, you know, and also give each other space. Like, you know, we're, you're, you're coming together as a couple, but you're still two individuals and it's okay to do things without each other. And it's even, even when you're at home, it's okay. Sometimes if like Sean wants to watch a movie that I don't want to watch and we're literally in separate rooms watching separate movies. That's okay. It doesn't say anything about you and your relationship. You're allowed to have a little bit of space and then still also be a team together. But also my last thing is I think see yourselves as a team, you know, like you should, you should add value to each other's lives and you should support each other regardless. So it's like you're, you know, whatever, whatever life challenges come at you, like see it as you're a team going into it together. Mm, I love that. And it sounds like you kept that approach through the whole wedding and hopefully through your whole lives. <laughs> Hope so. <laughs> Shani? You summed it up so eloquently. Because <laughs> you guys were a team, uh, so you have the same advice. <laughs> fun fact on what Jess mentioned, we've probably only ever watched eight movies together. In the theater, <laughs> In the, maybe not even in the five years <laughs> because we recognize that we just don't like the same type of movies and like we've shown each other the respect to not uh, drag not each other drag each other to something the other one's not going to enjoy we have all kinds of other things that we, we share have. together you know we we you know clearly like food but a lot of things and there's things that we share we share we do a lot of things together and Absolutely. I think it's okay that we don't do everything together. So. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh, oh my gosh. I'm curious now who likes what, but that's all right. We can for another time. I just don't watch a lot of TV or movies in general. I found like mostly bad action. Ooh. And, and he's watched a lot of, I mean, I've probably walked in on him watching Harry Potter. like times. You so. don't like Harry Potter? No, I do. I just like, I don't need to sit down and watch them all again. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm on team Sean on this one, but I know it's a partnership. Yeah. So, you know, I won't try to. Try We're on to the same the team, Gina. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Oh, go ahead. 
I think my other, just my last piece of advice mm. too would be like, you know, to kind of reiterate on something Jess said, respect that your partner is an individual, that they're a person with uh, skills and interests and feelings that, you know, they've had their entire lives and like, you know, try to do the things that you can to help elevate those and let them, you know, continue to feel like while they are part of a team that they have like their own life that they can live as well. Like in encourage your partner mm. to, to pursue whatever they feel compelled to pursue. Yeah. Cause if you're on the same team, then their success is your success. And to some extent yeah. and yeah, yeah. I like that. Exactly. How's the tiro meter? <laughs> I, don't know, I think you only got red eyed like three times. <laughs> I love it. Um, <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to talk with me about your incredible wedding. I think I just really wanted you to come on because it's such a reflection of who you are. And I think that even though I was there all along the way and at the wedding and a part of the process, I still got a glimpse into the team that is the two of you and how you approached it. And so that, thank you so much for giving me that glimpse. And then anyone who's listening. Thank you. It was fun to relive it. You know, we, yeah. we, sometimes you kind of like, you know, we've got photos up or whatever, but you don't really get to sit down and think about like, remember all those, all those pieces and all those things we did and all those projects and, um, you know, we loved all of it. So it's fun to be able to talk about it again. Yeah, this was great. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. <laughs>